0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to John in the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave him a dinner Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those who was at the table. Now, Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common person. He used to steal what was put into it. And Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it. For the day of my burial. And you always have the poor with you. You will not always have me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. and You may be seated. Leave her alone. She bought it for the day of my burial, said Jesus. She bought it for the day of my burial, but Jesus was not dead in this story. He was very much alive. He was eating dinner, in fact, with his friends. What Mary does, she had been expecting to do for Jesus after he died. Jesus had been preparing his followers for his death. He knew the time was coming soon, but those closest to him, they had not really seemed to process this. They did not understand, but Mary did, and she had spent a whole year's worth of money to buy the costliest perfume to prepare his body for the grave. Now, This made me think of one of our our closest friends here in Harrisburg. Um, She is the spouse of a rabbi in town and uh, she belongs to a special group in her synagogue uh, that are uh, women who are tasked with this honor of uh, preparing a body for burial. Uh, She was telling us the other day how when somebody in her community dies, Uh, She is part of this community that, that participates in this ancient tradition. She cleans the body. She anoints it with oil and perfumes. It is intimate. It is sacred. It is a final dignifying gift for a beloved member of the family of faith. Mary was prepared to do this for Jesus, but he was still very much alive when she broke open the bottle of costly perfume made of pure nard. Nard is this aromatic ointment. It's made uh, from plants and flowers. You can imagine a house filled with this fragrance. The smell would be overwhelming, as were Mary's actions. Pouring it all onto Jesus' feet, As he was reclining at the table, she's kneeling behind him, wiping her feet, his feet with her hair. Smell was overpowering. Mary was overpowering. Judas, one of Jesus' followers, he was offended by all of it. He got up, upset, but Jesus defended Mary. He said, leave her alone, and then he said, you will not always Have me with you. Now Jesus was speaking of his death, of the days ahead after he died when they would have to find a way to go on without him. His friends and family would miss him the way that we miss our loved ones when they die. But thanks to Mary even though they wouldn't be able to, to reach out and, and touch him, whenever they smelled perfume, or whenever they caught the, the scent of a flower that, that may have contributed to that perfume, or, or they caught the scent of some aromatic oil, they would remember him. Through the sense of smell, they would almost time travel back to this moment with him. As the smell of perfume filled the house, Jesus knows that they will not always have him with them, but they will always have this moment this fragrant, holy memory, a reminder of his costly love, a reminder of his sacrifice. It's called a Proustian moment how a a smell can trigger a memory. It's named after a moment in a novel by the 20th century French writer Marcel Proust. A Proustian moment is when a a sense triggers this rush of memories. Scientists have confirmed this powerful link between smell and memory. The part of the brain that handles smell, it, it's, it's called the olfactory bulb. It's this thing in the front of the brain, and, and it sends information about what we smell directly to the limbic system, including the amygdala and the hippocampus. And, and these are the parts of the brain that are related to emotion and memory. In this sermon series that we've been uh, going through the last few weeks, we have uh, been talking About over and over and over again how God created us as sensory beings. God knit us together in our mother's wombs with the great intention, created this direct route between our sense of smell and our memory and our emotion. Why? Why why would we need to have this direct route between the sense of smell? and our memory and emotion. But that is what our brains do. Certain memories, they linger within us like that certain scent that hangs in the air. Love lingers, said the poet Richard Fife. Her perfume I smell all around me. Her voice I hear soothingly in my dreams where she still lives. Her touch awakens my skin and my soul. Her smile is etched in my mind where it warms my heart. Her pain speaks to me of her courage and the strength of her last days. Her gentleness is reflected in those who gave her care. She vanishes, and I am overwhelmed with grief, but her love lingers and gives me strength. Love lingers, but Jesus will not. So leave her alone, he says. You won't always have me with you, but you always have this memory. May it give you strength. There is a rabbinic saying that's based on Ecclesiastes 7.1. It says, the fragrance of a good perfume spreads from the bedroom to the dining room. So does a good name spread from one end of the world to the other. In the Bible, a perfumer is a highly respected artist. They created perfumes used for sacrifice and for other holy ceremonies, Because the Bible tells us that not only did God create us as sensory creatures, God is a sensory God. In Genesis 8, after God saved Noah and his family from the flood, Noah built an altar to the Lord and he he made a burnt offering of meat to God. And the Bible says that when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said, well, I'll never again curse the ground because of man. God loves the smell of barbecue so much that it made God want to keep us around. A perfumer is an artist whose art helps people connect with God, creating smells in worship that please God. Psalm 141, one two says, let my prayer be counted as incense before you, God. God desires the experience of of our prayers as much as God enjoys incense. We are made in the image of a God who delights in the senses. Proverbs 27.9 says, oil and perfume make the heart glad. We know this. Smells affect our mood. That's what the children just revealed to us in just an instant. Just remember, uh, what's your favorite smell? They all had one. Did you see how happy they got thinking about pizza and burgers and all those things? Smells, they affect our mood. Does anybody like to light candles, aromatic candles? Yeah, I do. Some, you know, autumnal smells when fall hits and maybe some uh, kind of uh, winter smells. Now we're longing for those springtime smells. Does anyone have a favorite air freshener? You've got to use just that. I think we're a Myers family in our house. In our house, River already said, in our house the joy increases measurably the moment that the smell of hot pizza comes through the front door. Certain smells just make the heart glad. Last week, uh, Steve, you reminded me of John Denver's song, You Fill Up My Senses. It was one of Karen's favorites. I went back and listened to it, and and I I had to turn it into our our prayer of confession today. Denver, he loved to ski, and he wrote that entire song in 10 minutes on the ski lift ride to the, the top of Aspen Mountain in Colorado. He said that he was just filled with a total immersion in the beauty of the colors and the sounds that filled all of his senses. Our senses are a powerful source of emotion that stir love, feelings of love and admiration, gratitude, awe. As we heard from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah says, pay attention, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs forth. Do you not sense it? Do you not perceive it? As Denver sings, you fill up my senses like the night in a forest, like mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy blue ocean. You fill up my senses. Come fill me again. We're given the gift of smell that we might perceive the glory of God. We have uh, the gift of smell that, that a, a certain aroma that God sends our way may remind you of a moment of love, of a, a moment that you felt secure. A, maybe it reminds you of a meal, a moment, a time around a particular table. Maybe you, you get a, a certain whiff and you're suddenly back in the arms of someone who made you feel safe and cherished. You get a a certain smell and and you're taken to this moment where you felt awe, the beauty of creation. God gives us the sense of smell that we do not forget even now that God is doing amazing works if we can perceive them, if we give ourselves really the permission to let us be present in this moment, to take it all in with our senses. There's something else that is amazing about the sense of smell. It's it's something that we we can experience smell, we can smell something without being in the presence of whatever it is. You know the other senses. We, we to see something, you, you kind of you have to be looking at it. To to touch something, it has to be in front of you. To smell something, it, it can be somewhere. Have you ever uh, tried to follow a scent? You you have you you've. There's been a time that you've. What is that smell? It's you're curious. What is that? Like a deer in the woods. And then you, you, you don't know what it is. It's not in front of you, so you go looking for it. What is it? Where is it coming from? Unlike the other senses where you have to be near it, smell, and also hearing, we're able to experience these things in spite of a distance. My friend Sarah Wiles is a preacher And she was thinking about this story of Mary a couple years ago in a group that I'm in. And and she was telling us how she thought about Mary pouring out the perfume on Jesus. And and how angry Judas got. And how even after supper was over and they all went their separate ways, Judas had to go home with his clothes still smelling of perfume. Because it would take a while for the scent of Mary's act of love to leave him And his shame and anger, those are some things that would linger as well. Spending enough time with someone, you might begin to pick up their scent. And so that means that all of us, all people, are covered with the smells of God. Every single creature on earth was made by God, and so we are marked by God's holy aroma. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians He teaches that we spread the fragrance of Christ and we are the smell of Christ to God. The church is the body of Christ. We have taken on his smell. So God smells us and God smells his son. And when any of us wander then, well, thanks be to God that we carry his scent with us. One of my best friends when I was living in Kenya was uh, a German woman. She was a social worker. Her name was uh, Birgit. And I once went to uh, Germany uh, around this time. I spent Easter there with her and and her family, went to meet them. And she took me to meet one of her, her best friends there, a woman named Anna. And Anna had a dog named Jack. And Jack was trained as a search and rescue dog. He had this remarkable sense of of smell. He was trained to use it. When there was a disaster, when somebody went missing, if they were buried under a collapsed building, if they were lost in the snow, Anna and Jack, you called Anna and Jack, and they would come and, and help find that person. All Jack needed was a scent of some maybe piece of clothing from a lost beloved so Anna asked, she said, do you want to see? you want to see what he can do? Of course, I did. She had this, this big piece of land, and there was a big barn a distance from the house out back, and she said, you know, I, I, me and Jack are going to go somewhere. We can't see where you go, but take about five minutes and go hide somewhere. So I did, I found, I went to the barn, I found a dark corner, I was crouching behind something, uh, and then in a, in 5 minutes in bounds jack tail wagging he he his, he nuzzled up to me he was prancing with excitement then he waited for anna she came through the door moments later bringing him his treat they rescued me so powerful is smell it can remind us of memories long past. It can bring us nearly into the physical presence of a loved one who is no longer with us. It it can fill us with joy. It can bring bitter, sweet sadness. So powerful is the gift of smell. It can remind us of all of these holy moments throughout our lives where God was present. And so powerful is God's sense of smell. That there is no place where we can go where his love will not find us. There is no dark place where he will not follow the scent of his child to find us. If you ever feel far from God, as the Psalms declare over and over again, this, this very real feeling of a separation from God. If you ever feel far from God, you are never so far from God that God will not come for you, greeting you with joy and carrying you home. That is true for everyone. It is true for everyone on earth because we are all made in God's image. We all carry the scent of God's holy family. It is the smell of a table set with your favorite meal. It is the smell of a garden bursting with new life. It is the smell of a a loving adult when we were safe in their arms. It is the perfume of a costly grace. Thanks be to God. Amen. You have been listening to the Sermon Podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church, as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you, and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.